I've been Welcome. watching Ozzy. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say because I don't know if uh, both of you guys might kind of like it, though they I don't know if they talk too much about music you guys particularly like. Uh, but uh, there's I've been watching a shitload of this uh, YouTuber uh, who's called Mike the Snare, uh, and he does a lot of like uh, I've been watching specifically. He does a series called Deep Discog Dive where he'll listen to every release by an artist that typically gets voted on by a poll. Uh, hmm. of his, like, uh, Patreon subscribers, I think. Um, and he has some good ones. He has, like, like the Beatles, Pink Floyd. Um, he does, There's a lot of, like, hip-hop and stuff that he's done. He's done, like, Kanye West uh, and stuff like that. He had an Arctic Monkeys video. He has one for King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, by the way. <laughs> Yo. Which, love King Giz. Uh, Tyler, I feel like you'd like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I'll check them out. If you don't already listen to them. I do not. I will investigate. Uh, I recommend uh, I'm in your mind fuzz or nice. Nanagon Infinity as places is like to a, start. Is this like a funk band? They're a an Australian mostly psych rock band. Interesting. Okay. Um, they do some other stuff. One of their more recent albums was like thrash metal. Huh. Uh, they had two drummers for a really long time. Interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah they make a bunch of, like, a bunch of weird shit. They made, like, five albums in a year one time, all five of which were, at the very least, good. Like... Um, nice. They're pretty baller, King Giz. Yeah. I'll check them out tomorrow. Learning the Ropes listeners, uh, check out King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh... They oh, also, this this is this is this is the ropes. Yeah, this We're is on. now the intro. You're not you're not letting me do the thing. I, I I'm gonna let thing. you do it right now. Welcome to Learning the Ropes. My name <laughs> oh, is Matt. With me as always, Lenny. we got Andrew. Hey, and the young lion <laughs> orangutan himself. It's Tyler Ostos. Let me hit this pen real quick. What's up? Hey. And today is the first of our Andrew. Did we decide? Uh, I don't think we decided. Here's my pitch, Matt. Uh, if this this podcast episode, after it goes up on YouTube, gets exactly one comment, even one comment asking for it, we will cover Lex Luger versus Yokozuna. Okay, so three, maybe four episodes covering one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. It can Wrestle. be four Mania Ten paper Mania Ten episodes if you guys want it, listeners. Yeah, it's gonna I'm be WrestleMania WrestleMania Ten. Yeah, shout out to WrestleMania Ten. Uh, Mania Ten, in a lot of ways, uh, is the first WrestleMania that people can call like a, a quote unquote good WrestleMania, like an overall great show. Um. Which, uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of mostly because one through nine had like good matches, but the show overall wasn't as good as Mania 10 would end up being. And there might be a slight reason because of this, Tyler, as this WrestleMania 10 is the first WrestleMania to not feature Pasta Mania's own Hulk Hogan. Hmm. Good. Yeah. First Hoganless Mania. Positive. Yeah. Already, absolutely, a note in this WrestleMania's favor is it does not feature 
Hulk Hogan. Uh, now, Tyler. <laughs> what do you know about the Hart family? Are they cursed? No, that's the Von Erichs. That's the yeah. Von Erichs. Okay. Did they kill the Kennedys? No. no. That's their curse. Yeah. Oh, I, so nothing. You, you know at least one of them. <laughs> B- Bret Hart's beautiful. I know that. That's true. Um, but yeah, we've talked about Brett, um, and we've touched on a lot of them, actually, but, uh, we, we, uh, talked about Jim the Anvil Neinhardt, um, as well as the British Bulldog, um, but, uh, today, we're talking mostly about, uh, Bret Hart's younger brother, Owen. Um, Owen Hart, legend, uh, began his wrestling career in 1986. Um, when he trained, obviously he's Owen Hart. He's a graduate of Stu Hart's dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he quickly debuted for a promotion called Stampede Wrestling in Calgary. Wait, was Steve Hart their uncle? Stu, Stu Hart. Stu, Stu Hart, Hart is their dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. There so are not... seven Hart children. So it's not uncle magic. Just... No, no, no. Okay. Their dad just beat the shit out of them in their basement, basically, is what their training was. Yeah, but it was fake beating the shit out. It was, yeah, I guess. Not Ooh. real child abuse. It was wrestling training. Everyone was of age. And they all wanted to do it. Yeah. Oh, it's, like, it's like when your family runs like a, uh, um, like a sandwich shop. Uh, or like a laundromat. And you want to... Like, and they, they want you to go into the family business, and you're like, yeah, let's do it. It's family business. No, fuck you do the family it. business. I got out of the family business. Well, yeah, some people would. Oh. Now, like, like we said, he would work at uh, Stampede Wrestling in Calgary, as well as in the United Kingdom as part of World of Sport. Uh, for the next, like, few years after his debut, before he earns uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's rookie Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Rookie of the Year in 1987 and subsequently oh. branches out uh, and has some matches with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he faces Keiichi Yamada, a.k.a. Jushin Thunder Liger. Okay. He would Fucking then, uh, in May of 1988, capture the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Legendary championship is the business. So many great holders. And he's actually the first gaijin or non-Japanese person to win that belt. Hmm. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, and his success in New Japan would lead him to working a short stint for the WWF uh, under the Blue Blazer uh, persona, which is kind of a superhero gimmick. Um, and that was in 1988. Uh, ultimately, his first run... Um, wouldn't last. He would leave in 1989 following a loss to Mr. Perfect at Mania 5. Um, And then Owen would work around the world, both as Owen Hart and as the Blue Blazer for the next two years, um, working all around the world in promotions like... The Universal Wrestling Association in Mexico. uh, Stampede Wrestling back in Canada. Catch Wrestling Association in Germany. He'd go back to New Japan over in Japan. All-Star Wrestling in the United Kingdom. Uh, and even uh, uh, World Championship Wrestling, WCW in the USA. Um, 
Owen would eventually find himself resigning with the WWF in the last few months of 1991 and would be put in a team with his brother-in-law, Jim Neidhart, the Anvil, as the new foundation. You know, Jim Neidhart and Bret Hart were the, the Hart Foundation, now they're the new foundation. The team was short-lived, though, lasted only about a month, uh... Because following the 1992 Royal Rumble pay-per-view, Jim Neidhart would actually exit the WWF and Owen Hart would go solo. He would feud with guys like Bam Bam Bigelow and the Head Shrinkers until mid-1993 when uh, Bret Hart begins his feud with Jerry the King Lawler following King of the Ring. Yeah, um... So, yeah, Jerry Lawler feud starts, Owen would back his brother up during that feud... Um, leading to Survivor Series where uh, the Hart family, uh, Brett and Owen, as well as uh, two of their other brothers, uh, Bruce and Keith, um, would face against Jerry the King Lawler and his three knights. But Lawler... knights. Yeah, yeah knights. knights. They, like, they of were, the round table. They were the Blue Knight, the Black Knight, and I believe the Red Knight. They were, like, just random wrestlers that they decided to just call knights. Uh, if I remember correctly, one of them was Greg Valentine. They didn't have no, armor. No, they did not. They'd be uh, cheating. But I you lost see, interest. <laughs> but you see, Lawler would actually not make it to the show, and would be substituted by Shawn Michaels in that match, who would lead the, lights, the knights into a losing effort against Stu Hart's children. Hmm. Uh, but during the match, as is tradition in these kind of big tag matches here at Learning the Ropes, Brett and Owen would inadvertently crash into each other, causing Owen Hart to get eliminated. Owen would show up absolutely furious after the match, causing a whole scene. Uh, Brett's mother starts to cry. <laughs> uh, like real and... tears? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if she could, if if she was told beforehand that Owen was going to show up and yell at Brett, but he was you know. also a wrestler. Yeah, it's uh, and this kind of starts the slow burn to their eventual feud. Yeah, um, Brett would try and make amends. Uh, he secures them a, a WWF tag title match at the Royal Rumble 1994. Um, where Brett would sustain a kayfabe knee injury, uh, and the ref eventually calls the match. Now, Owen attacks Brett after the match, kicking his knee and then walking off. Um, the Royal Rumble 1994 is, of course, the Royal Rumble that we covered last week, and so later in the card, Brett would enter the Royal Rumble, injured knee, to knee and all, and co-win with Lex Luger. And following that, Owen would further accuse his brother of being selfish and holding him back, accusing Brett of throwing their tag title match, too. Uh, Owen would say that it felt good to take out his brother, and he challenges him to a match at WrestleMania 10. Um, and yeah, uh, Brett would accept the match, uh, deciding to pull double duty on the card, as he was also scheduled to face Yokozuna for the WWF title in the main event. Um, and with that, the, the stage is set. WrestleMania 10. We're in Madison Square Garden, which, by the way, is like the WWF's, people call it their, like, spiritual home. Um, it's kind of like the, the home base for WWF. I feel like we haven't talked about MSG on the show yet, so. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, 
MSG, WrestleMania 10, brother versus brother, an actual real-life blood feud. Let's watch the match. And we're back. Hi. Return of Craig. Back from the match. Now, now tell me, Tyler. Yes. What did you think? It was a very technical match. Yes. It felt like. Yeah. Which I'm conflicted because I liked it a lot. But yeah. I think I think Brett does shine better against less technical wrestlers. I think his matches are more entertaining with more or, or with less technical people. And like I can't compare Owen Hartstock because I haven't seen him, obviously, like before this match. But I'm I'm conflicted because I liked it a lot. But because like it had like a lot of cool stuff in it, like it like like it had I think more like cool things that happened in this match than we've than we've seen in like a long time or like ever maybe. But because they were both so technical, I f- it it didn't pop as much. It felt like so I don't know how to feel about it yet. Uh, then maybe maybe I'll give my two cents and then we'll maybe that'll sway you one way or another. <laughs> uh, critique I... capital C critique. I really like this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the story that they kind of tried to tell at the beginning where Brett is really just like trying to roll up. Oh, and he just try it like it, it. Brett at the beginning of this match almost seems reluctant to be in this match to me. Uh, like Owen is like not pulling punches. He's just like kicking the shit out of Brett. And Brett's just trying to roll him up the whole time. It felt like at the, you know, especially at the first half. And at a certain point, Brett is like, "I, I gotta actually like fight my brother." I guess. <laughs> I don't know if you guys felt that way about it. Yeah, that's what I'm... the that's what like they kept saying during the match. And I don't know. I think maybe yeah. Yeah, I like I like that story a lot of. Um... Like, it's almost like until, uh, really, like, the, um, kind of like the knee injury spot, I think, that, like, Brett is almost trying to, like, he's trying to make it, he's trying to do it quick and easy, where it's just, like, he's going for roll-ups a lot, um, trying to just stack Owen up, get the match over with, and then, uh... Like, not quite, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say, like, holding back. Certainly not by, like, the end. Um, but it's, like, it feels like he's not, he doesn't want to hurt Owen. Or, like, he, more, less that, he cares about not hurting Owen. Uh, and Owen just wants to win, and he doesn't Owen care. doesn't care about not hurting him at all. Yeah, he's Owen doesn't care about not hurting Brett. Um... Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things where, like, it, it plays really well into the fact that he's Brett's pulling double duty on this show. Yeah. Like, Brett has another match still. And, like, the idea that, like, once it's like, oh, shit, I might be hurt, I need to close this. So he just, like, starts getting a little bit more vicious, starts actually, you know, fighting back a little bit harder. Um, Yeah, it gets, like, a little dirty. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that 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 really works, especially in like the 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 like grander story that is happening right now. Yeah. 
Um, lots of fucking... I think there were several moves in this match, I think, are the best version, maybe at least, the best, like, version of that move I've ever that's, seen. That's suplex. Oh, God, that German suplex, the bridging German suplex. The is amount so good. of kip-ups, too, that Brett just throws oh, yeah. so, just so casually. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> They're just springing up off the mat. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Brett hits... Brett hits a side Russian leg sweep on Owen that is unironically the best one I've ever seen in all my years of watching wrestling. Uh, it's the only time I've ever not disliked that move. He hooks uh, that leg in real deep and like makes yeah. a point to trip him up with it. Uh, I really love Owen does a like calf kick, and it's oh, messy yeah. in a good way. Like I, I feel like. A lot of time, guys go for that kind of kick, and they want it to look pristine and pretty, and they want it to be, like, the perfect arc and stuff. But this one just looked like he just tossed himself at, at Brett, in a, yeah. and it looked great. Uh, it was surprising to see Owen bust out the tombstone pile driver in this match. Yeah, and he hit it properly. <laughs> We'll talk about that, Tyler. Yeah, that'll be another thing. That's okay, an inside okay. joke. Uh, it's a surprise tool that'll help us later. Uh-huh. Uh, the near falls were great. Like, like, I, I, I really like that they don't do the more modern wrestling thing where it's like near fall after near fall after near fall. Yeah. Um, I like the pacing throughout the match. Um. Like it just it, it the pacing's really good in this match. Yeah, it but built it, up properly. I felt like it's also really yeah because it it starts slow-ish, but not in like a bad way, and then it just keeps building though. Like it never like lulls at all. It just keeps going. Right. It just keeps escalating until yeah. Also, I love how uh uh he keeps trying to fucking pull the fucking sharpshooter on him too. Like, that's yeah. great. That's awesome. Um. Also, just uh, we've seen Brett win matches with that victory roll from the corner. Uh-huh. And I love just the, like, you're not gonna get that one on me kind of deal. That's, yeah. yeah. Or, oh, it just like drops down. Yeah. Like, Brett does that roll-up constantly. Like, to the point that, like, McMahon, who's on commentary, starts calling it, like, before he even, like, actually does it, he's like, oh, he's in the corner, he's going for that victory roll. Victory roll! roll. So, like, yeah. The classic um, Vince McMahon on comedy, victory roll! Like, and then, I you know, like, Owen just, just doesn't let him have it. He just lays down into it and, and gets the one, two, three. And I, I love that. I, I love that yeah. it was like, like Brett going for a move he does constantly. And Owen just obviously studied, like in kayfabe, studied the tape, you know? Yeah. Um. The hearts are so fucking good at like detailed technical like realistic uh logical kind of wrestling um that like I do see like Tyler I see your point that like sometimes it can feel a little bit in like in like Brett's worst matches it feels a little cold like it feels a little bit like I'm not like 
I'm not emotionally invested. Yeah. I'm kind of like critically invested. For me, the kind of like brother versus brother story I, gets me in there. I think and, that's the thing is that it to me like coming in, it should have felt like a spectacle, and it didn't. But I think now, it it felt very personal, and I think that might be better. Like, yeah, I think coming into it, I'm like it should feel like a, you know like this like event, but in actuality, it just felt very personal. Like there wasn't like an audience almost, you know. And, yeah. I don't know. I think that I I think now thinking about it, I th- I th- I think that might be better. Um. But yeah, I like. I think also for me, the match escalates really well. Um, like we already said about the pacing, like it it um. It just builds in a really great way towards like it gets like bigger and bigger and bigger. There's possibly the most technically proficient superplex i've ever seen like like the it was it was such a well done well executed move um i have some kind of nitpicks about it but they're really just nitpicks um things like like i kind of wish as great obviously as bret hart is at, at selling that injured knee um, when are his knees working properly? Uh, but, like, I kind of wish there was a moment where the knee, like, really gave out. Which is a thing maybe, uh, like, in more modern matches, we would definitely see that. And I also think the, like, knee injury is going to play more into his second match on the card. Um, but... uh. I feel like normally in like a modern wrestling match, the fact that he was selling that knee the whole time would play into like he would go to put Owen up on the the turnbuckle for like the superplex and his knee would give out so he couldn't do it. Um and he would like miss out on that opportunity or something like that. But um other than that, and like it's just a an absolutely gorgeous, like technical wrestling spectacle. Like it's yeah, such it a good We all went silent because we started talking over each other. Yeah, and I'm trying to collect my thoughts. So, Matt, whatever you were going to say, go for it. What I was going to say is this is like the lighthouse of wrestling. The lighthouse is a very, like, good movie, right? Mm-hmm. If you're into, like, very, like, I don't want to say technical movies, but, like, uh... Like you know, you know what I mean. Like, like it's. I think it's you're provoking me. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think you're like provoking me into a tangent here, but uh, <laughs> I think the lighthouse is, is movie versus film. Um, movie versus film. yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, yeah. you like that. films. Yeah, this Martin is Martin Scorsese this... would call this match cinema. I think. Yeah. Right. This is like like the lighthouse. Not like it's not. Avengers Endgame, not every, you know, it's not going to attract that audience, but it attracts, you know, people who went to film school. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. Jinx, um, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> and oh. so, I, uh, I, I think this match kind of falls under, like, that same kind of thing a little bit, where, like, it's very technically proficient. There's a lot of really great exchanging of holds and things like yeah. that. Um, but it's not like 
macho man versus like I don't even know. Like Hogan. It's not yeah. it lacks like the the like bombast the like drama of like some professional wrestling matches. Um mm-hmm. I also wanna say you talked about Matt, you just said like really good hold trading. Uh this match might have the best like feeling out period I've ever watched. Um on like a on like a rewatch, it's oh it's so it like all of the Owen Hart's like kip up escape, um the fucking sick like drop toe hold, uh like out of the hammerlock reversal into like uh um Owen locks in like a, a side headlock and then Brett like rolls out of it and it's all super smooth. Oh, it's so good. There's a reason why this match gets referenced a lot in other matches, like famously more, much more recently, uh FTR during the uh, Owen Hart uh, tournament, the like Owen Hart Memorial tournament uh, in AEW, they they faced each other and ended up doing like a lot of homages to this match and to uh, a subsequent match that they end up having later down the road. Yeah, and it's it's there's uh, there's a reason for it. Like it's a technical masterpiece. Uh, yeah, now. The hard part. Let's let's talk numbers. Let's talk ratings. Let's talk ratings. Andrew, I'm gonna make you go first. Ah, oh, this is a difficult one. Uh, I'm going to throw it a I'm gonna say four point seven five. Okay. I think that's that's where I'm at. Uh it's missing like I said, for me it's missing some of just that edge of like uh like bombast, like I said, that like big, like even more like it's more of like a human kind of drama. Um, and I wish they kicked it up a little bit farther. Yeah. Um, but other than that, mwah, masterpiece, chef's kiss. Uh, yeah, uh, like, the the finish, like, it escalates up to a finish, and then it just, like, it escalates up and then finishes. It doesn't reach, I feel like, like a really climactic point. Yeah. Like, I was kind of, and of course, there's that they have more matches, right? Um, this isn't the end of this feud. So, like, I understand the whole leave them wanting more. Uh, in this case, I really do want more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it it's so... Andrew. I have, I'm having a lot of trouble because I know what match we're watching next week. And I know I've seen that match a lot of times, and I know what I'm going to give that match, and so it makes me hesitate. Like I'm having a hard time, like subjective, like like trying to like rate this match without next week's match in mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna give it four and a half. 
Four and a half, four point five from the mat. Four point five from the mat. Uh, understandable. I I feel like I. I feel like you know, depending on the day, I could have gone a little bit lower. On this match, I kind of feel the same way. But today, at this moment, it's a four point five. Now, Tyler. I think I'm also going to go with a 4.5 because I think, like, it's only really missing the, like, I don't know. It's missing, like, the drama, you know, the, like, big yeah. drama. The big, like, but, but, like, I, th- like, it, it's, it's, like, so good, though, that it doesn't really, it, it, it still holds its own and it does have a different kind of drama. It just doesn't have the typical drama that we get. So, if it had that, I could probably give it a 5. Alright, and uh, we're all in the, the, the same ballpark, and Dave Meltzer, friend of the show, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, uh, gave this match a 4.75. Um, Andrew, once again... <laughs> I'm in Dave Meltzer's mind, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm in his walls. <laughs> I, I, I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm in the house. I know where he lives. I, I have all of the information. Uh, I'm a god at guessing. Either way, if you watch this match and you rate it lower than a four, you're a chump. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, that, that's the thing. Is like it's very hard to see to figure out where on the four scale this match sits. Yeah, and that's what like four and a half is fair. Uh, is 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 fair for this match? And yeah, yeah. I think like Tyler gave it a four point five because it was because it was missing some of the the drama that I think he and I both wanted. I think I only gave it four point seven five because it's missing just slight. Like I think it's missing just slightly less than Tyler might think it's missing. Yeah, like I yeah. Think it's so down to subjectivity. Yeah. Whether you're a- anywhere from from four to five is one thousand percent valid. Like it's it's anything lower than four is like uh, your taste becomes irrelevant. You're bad. Like you're cringe. Get out of here. You don't like wrestling. And with that, any last words? I wasn't ready. I'm never ready. Any- I'm I'm never ready anymore. I'm I'm never. No ready one's anymore. ever ready. Oh shit! That's not a good Didn't one. Fucking Iron Sheik tweet some shit about the Queen. Yeah. He- okay, that one's not. That one's not good. That one's not good. <laughs> Thrown ass man in the passenger seat. That's a. That's a. That is a different tweet. But my impression of Hulk Hogan is he is a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> iOS 16, don't fuck this up, Bubba. <laughs> See you next week. Dude, same bat time, same bat place. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>